Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the WrestleManiacs Podcast. A podcast where a group of improvisers from Detroit with a mutual love of wrestling come together to discuss each WrestleMania one at a time. gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the prologue of the WrestleManiacs podcast. This is Alex Ketchum, and I am here with Jake and Bob, and we are the host of the WrestleManiacs podcast, and this is the prologue. We're going to give you a little history about ourselves as wrestling fans, and tell you about a little bit what to expect coming up for the show. Um, guys, you want to chime in here? Well, let's get this started, man. Uh, let's talk about our history. Um, so, so, Jake, what, what's the first WrestleMania you've ever seen? Uh, first one I saw, first one I saw was like WrestleMania 10. That was the first one I saw. First live one I saw was WrestleMania 13. Like, what well, actually as it happened was WrestleMania 13. Yeah, so, uh, those two ones that stick out for me. That was WrestleMania 6 was the first one, like, we were anticipating to come out on VHS. Um, then, of course, after we watched that, we went back and watched all of the previous ones that were available in my local Pruitt video store. Yeah, uh, I was a... I'm a little bit older than you guys. I think my first one was WrestleMania 3. I had to wait like a year or two for it to come to the video store in the big old VH Coliseum box, but I think I rented that thing about seven or eight times. I remember turning on wrestling as a kid and like on Sunday morning one time, and I saw the Hart Foundation fighting demolition. And from that moment on, Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler. Mm. Loved technical wrestling. Bret Hart was the key to it. Made me a fan of pink, which my dad hated. Uh, pink is the shit, man. Pink, yeah, yeah real man. Pink is shit. Pink, right? You know, Cameron wore pink. If you know about Cameron, you know what I'm saying one of the greatest rappers to ever come out of New York. But I want to try. I don't want to go on a tangent about <laughs> Dipset because I will. <laughs> anyway, Dipset. Uh, uh, my favorite uh, wrestler um, by far when I when I was a kid, uh, Jake the Snake. You know, I just like I like storytellers. Uh, I think he's one of the best. And I also like. When wrestlers' gimmicks had like real world consequences, like I love Bruce the Barber because like you can't fake a haircut. I like I love yeah, you know like I, I just would imagine my little seven year old brain like this poor wrestler walking around with a jacked up haircut until he won, I guess. But like Jake the Snake, you know, he, he would knock the guy out and then put the snake on his chest, and that moment when the guy w- would wake up and find this big Damian Python just sitting there looking at him, uh, there was nothing better. There was way nothing. I can, yeah, that's my favorite. Wrestling told me what a python was. I didn't know what a python was until <laughs> wrestling. So, wrestling and the DDT is one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> I think my uh, my favorite. Well, not think, but my favorite wrestler and all time favorite wrestler, Shawn Michaels. That's uh, he just like yeah, he just no one no one sells shit. No one sells like sells the wrestling and, and like really sells the story like Shawn to me. Yeah. He's like. One of the best. And, you know, Razor Ramon, you know, he's uh, just his whole, like, persona is, like, I was a big fan of that. Like, he was a, he, like, he was that, like, you just a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just liked it, man. I was a fan of Razor. He was cool. He, like, the way, the slow talk I always thought was cool. And the yeah. toothpick. His was, like, the first one I remember them doing, like, those little promos during, like, other wrestling shows. Like, yeah, like the introductory promo. Hey, yo, I'm coming, Chico. And, like, that was a horrible... Horrible impersonation. Uh, <laughs> I will not be doing that throughout the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'll be doing plenty of horrible impersonations. He needs to come out like with the, you know, yeah, yeah, like he had the sleaze ball hair, yeah. slip back, and then he come out with the, 
the gold dripping off of them. Just like, just real, it's just really cool. Like, 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 what the fuck y'all gonna do? Like, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? I saw always how he was. Like, I'm a big fan, big fan of Razor Ramon. <laughs> so when we when I when we started this podcast, uh, I was trying to explain to my girlfriend like why I like wrestling or what got me into it or even what a WrestleMania is. Like, how do you guys explain that kind of like? the appeal and what it is to people. Well, in my opinion, WrestleMania is America's greatest cultural export. It is the one single event that is seen in more countries live than any other live event. It's translated into, I think, 10 different languages modern day at the time. And then, like historically, I guess it also kind of started the whole pay-per-view thing. It was one of the first big pay-per-view events. Um, but as a kid, you know, it was just, it was the culmination. It was the biggest matches. It was always like the everything led to this final end game where things would change and then they would start again, kind of. You know, the stories would hit their climax, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the closest thing kids have now that's not wrestling would be, like, an event, like, end game for, like, Marvel and stuff like that. Right. I mean, like, I mean, do you, I mean, do you guys agree? Or, as far as cultural exports go, it's got to be WrestleMania or the WWF in general. But, I mean, for a single event, there's nothing, like, that goes out to other countries and, like, is accepted as much as that definitely i don't know but i think um also I, the appeal to like wrestling in general is just like you know like like people like everyone loves like a good soap opera everyone does you know like and that's what wrestling is like a live soap opera it's like live theater but it's like better you know what i'm saying with actual like like fighting and it's like you know and you you get invested in it and it's like there, there's consequences and everything like it's just it's this is, fuck. I don't. I don't even know if I no, make I, sense right now. But it's no, like no, it's okay. like absolutely. But it's it's really good. They tell it. They tell stories and they tell stories in their matches and they tell stories like like through their promos. Like they just know. Like they just tap. I don't know, man. I don't. Even, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But like, no, it's yeah. it is. It's like story. It's a, it's a story, yeah. but then there's also the confrontation. Instead of using like your words or some dastardly scheme, they actually fight it out. And yeah, there can be dastardly things done in the matches by, by the old school managers right. and things. Yeah, but you're rooting for like that good guy to finally get a decisive win over that bad guy who's been messing with them the whole time, right? And it's also that thing: what the product is and what it and what the company is are connected, and also entertaining for what happens behind the scenes in real life and what happens in the ring that's the product. So, like, even just talking about something like how someone becomes a Vince McMahon is interesting to me. Like, you take the beginning. Here's a guy who's the son of, of a guy who owns a wrestling business, and you think, you know, that's just, it, since it's a family business, it would just be handed down to the next generation. He wouldn't have to earn his spot. But we got Vince... You know, doing this particular event to raise the money to buy his dad's company. And if he doesn't do it in time, the company goes to like six dudes that he's not related to. That whole concept is crazy to me. Like that in, in itself is a wrestling story that's not written. You know, that's real. Um, and and the wager that he put on his his well-being as far as like financially uh, to to achieve what he has is Kind of incredible. Uh, I think he's an asshole, but like, he, I respect the the fact that he bets on himself. Oh yeah, as a businessman, I can't. I, I 
remember in college at one point in time, there was uh, some question in like one of my late business classes, like my senior year, and the teacher asked for examples of uh, businesses that did like synergy really well or and invented like and good leaders and stuff. And I mentioned Vince McMahon and WWF, and the whole room started like giggling. And then I just started naming off all the ways they make money and how everything they do, they do like if it's a this guy says a word that's funny and everybody laughs, they make a t-shirt, make millions of dollars off that t-shirt, and then they'll use that catchphrase every t- every week on TV, and then they'll do a pay-per-view about it. And then everything they do is about, you know, it's all one focus, and it's making the product, getting, getting the money, and Vincent Mann is very good at that. It's, he revolutionized his industry, which is not what many people can say. So that is what we're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so we're going to talk about the WrestleManias, starting with the first one and going all the way to modern day. So we're going to have at least 36 episodes. Um, and we're going to just talk about, you know, things that stuck out to us um, as kids and then looking back. And hopefully we'll have a little few surprises for you guys. Maybe have some non-wrestling fans watch some clips with us and get their opinions. Like my grandmother told me one time when we were watching wrestling, to that guy should just bite him in the crotch when he was trying to sunset flip. So you never know what might happen. Just don't mess with your grandma. That's <laughs> precious. Was a mean woman. Um, anyways, guys, thank you very much uh, for tuning in. We're going to see you on Grabber Media in the coming weeks for the first episode on WrestleMania One. But before we get too deep into WrestleMania itself, we're going to cut it short here because we're just finishing this prologue, introducing ourselves. We'll get to the whole stories with the next episode, starting with WrestleMania One. But before we go, uh, Bob, Jake, do you guys have anything you guys want to promote? Uh, just find me on Instagram, Bob Wick, W-I-E-C-K. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, The God Up Tempo 86, The God Spell D-A-G-A-W-D, and Up Tempo, you know, and 86, you know. All right. Um, I do not have an Instagram account, so you cannot follow Alex Ketchum, but hit me up on Facebook. Maybe I'll be your friend because i got way too many already. Anyways, if you got any questions or comments, please uh, holler at us with... WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or follow, uh, like us on Facebook. Uh, feel free to follow us on all the social medias and continue to listen on Gabber Media. See ya. See ya. Hold up now before you go. We here at the WrestleManiacs Podcast want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that this is a podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. So we want to hear your feedback. We want to hear your stories, your comments, your questions. So we can make this podcast as good as possible. Now, in order to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Facebook at WrestleManiacs Podcast on Facebook, or you can email us at WrestleManiacsPod at gmail.com or on Instagram at WrestleManiacsPod. Thank you for tuning in. We want to also thank Gabber Media. You can check out all their other great shows or however you get your podcast or at GabberMedia.com. See you guys next time.